0: It's good to be in that place this morning where we can, again, uh, open the Word of God and come to the Word of God and find there uh, the uh, answers and the guides that we need uh, for our lives at times like this. Um, My message is is titled, A Prosperous Soul. And if you can just put the next slide up, please. Uh, and um, <coughs> there's a scripture in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, which I'm sure most, if not all of you, are familiar with. And it says, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? And that is, those are the words of Jesus. Uh, in fact, it's a challenge from Jesus to to people regarding the uh, the importance of uh, having something uh, at the center of our lives, which uh, is going to be uh, the thing that holds us in life and will uh, give us that future and that hope uh, <coughs> with the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, and loses his own soul. Other translation says, uh, and uh, translates that as, that, that whose soul will die. Or shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world, but yet his soul is destined to die, is destined for destruction. Now, as we find ourselves in the center of this pandemic storm, as it were, um, I believe that uh, this morning it is more important than ever that we pay attention to the health of our souls. The, uh, where our souls are at uh, before the Lord. And so this, this obviously requires that we place importance, uh, in particular at the personal level, at the personal level on keeping our focus on the right priorities. Now there are other uh, uh, perspectives in previous messages. Uh, I have emphasized keeping the main thing, the main thing, but uh, as we shared that, it was a gen- primarily a, a, in a general sense of the mission of the church. The church needs to keep focused at this time. and uh, But now it's important that not only must the church keep focused, but for us individually, we need to keep the focus uh, correct. And so today I want to emphasize the principle of keeping the main thing, the main thing as it relates to our personal lives. And and that is really about the importance of the health of our souls or about having a prosperous soul. Now, the dictionary defines being prosperous mainly in financial and materialistic terms. But there are some terms which we may apply when we consider what it means to have A prosperous soul. Okay, it talks about being rich. It talks about being flourishing. It talks about thriving. It talks about abounding. And so to have a prosperous soul from a spiritual perspective means that we are rich, we are flourishing, we are thriving and abounding. There's a song that we sing from time to time and it says, we were made to thrive. We were made to thrive. And so the question is, what is it that I can have? What is it that I can have in my life, in my soul, that will determine, that will determine from a spiritual perspective, whether my soul is prosperous? Am I rich? Am I flourishing? Am I thriving? Am I abounding, as far as God is concerned? I need to know what I need to have in my life to be able to say that that, those things are are part of my life. Now, I want to come back to that later, but I want to initially address the issue of facing what we're going through with the right attitude and priorities. You see, we can so easily allow ourselves uh, to become overwhelmed by the potential problems and the possible negative outcomes that are created in our lives because of the pandemic. When we do this, it will result in our eyes, taking our eyes off where Jesus, or where God wants our attention and focus to be, especially in our personal lives. Now, I don't want to uh, pretend that the problem of the pandemic is not real and that the potential health threats are not real, but I think it's important this morning that we need to see all this through the filter of a biblical perspective. I want to address something which I think is probably lost in a lot of uh, 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 discussions around why these things are happening. It's important to remember that the Word of God tells us that Adam's sin not only had an effect on him and Eve personally, and therefore on humanity, and therefore down to us, but it also had an effect on the created realm. It also had an effect on the created realm. Consequently, consequently, The diseases and dangers we experience and that lurk around us in nature are also a product of the fall and are things that we can expect to encounter from time to time in our everyday life. And that is no different than our encountering evil in every other realm of our human consciousness. And against which as believers we battle with on a daily basis so we are battling not only in the human realm but we're also battling in the realm of nature the effect of the fall and of sin that came into the world through adam and eve's uh fall we we're I'm sure I don't need to remind you of what it says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, I, I believe this morning that this is what Jesus was pointing to us to in John chapter 16 and verse 33, and we can put that slide up. Jesus said this, I have told you all this, that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, as the translation says, tribulation or trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Now, the, the message, uh, paraphrase it, is it uh, like this. I've told you all this so that trusting in me, you will be unshakable, assured, deeply at peace in this godless world. You will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart. I have conquered the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this world, you will continue to experience difficulties, whether it's in the spiritual, a human relational realm, or whether it's in the realm of our human contact with broken nature around and about us. Elsewhere, Jesus says, I have not come to take you out of the world, but to keep you in it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this morning... This morning, let me say this. I believe that this means that where you and I are right now is the very place that God wants to work in our lives. God always meets us where we are at. Amen? And so, where we are are right now, in the midst of a pandemic... That is the place where God wants to work in our lives. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Hallelujah. It is the place where God wants us to prove things. Amen. In the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of our troubles, it's the place where God wants us to prove His love, God wants us to prove His grace. God wants us to prove his mercy. God wants us to prove his power, his peace, his deliverance, his keeping power, and his provision. Right where we are right now. In the situation that we find ourselves in right now. Amen? In the circumstances we find ourselves in right now, God wants to prove himself to us. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. See, where we are right now, maybe in the eye of the storm. Praise God. You know the theory about the eye of the storm, that in the middle of the eye of the storm, there is a peace. There is a peace. In the eye of the storm this morning, for you and for me, of everything that's happening around and about us, all the negative things that may, we may be experiencing around and about us, praise God, that is a place of rest and peace. There is a place of rest and peace because we are not there alone this morning. We're not there alone this morning. God is with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's promise to Joshua, I believe, can be ours today as we face what is before us and we put the next scripture up it says this no man shall be able to stand before you god speaking to joshua all the days of your life just as i was with moses so i will be with you i will not leave you or forsake you amen now Uh, God was speaking to Joshua and preparing him, okay, to take the children of Israel into the promised land. Amen? And um, uh, that's the background. And and God's promise to Joshua was, although he may have been uh, a little bit overwhelmed by what he was going to be facing and, and the challenge that was before him, God says, as I was with Moses so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you, and I believe that's God's promise to you and to me today. Amen. You see, there is a promised land that God wants to bring each and every one of us into. Amen. It is spiritually that place that God is bringing us to. It's the place where, as we've already shared this morning, that I've already described, he wants to prove to us, it's a a, a promised land where we know his love, his grace, his mercy, his power, his peace, all those things, his deliverance, his keeping power, his provision, God is going to bring us into that place. God wants to bring us there. Amen? And he's saying to you and to me like he said to Joshua about going into that promised land. I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for his promises this morning. In Psalm 107 there is a list of a number of different problems that people found themselves in. A list of problems and. I think Psalm 107 was referred to this morning. Um, and uh, uh, Problems that people found themselves in, albeit because of their own disobedience, but it says after identifying each problem, it is followed by this statement. Followed by this statement. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm confident this morning that as we call upon the Lord in our present circumstances, he will answer us and will bring us through this time of testing. Do you believe that this morning? Hallelujah. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. We are going to be delivered this morning. As we call upon his name, we are going to know deliverance. We're going to know victory. Because God is with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, in the Psalm, and we're not going to put these uh, scriptures up, but it says, in Psalm 108, it says, oh, 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 please help us against our enemies. For all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things. He will trample down our faults. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man will do what he can. Man will, and praise God for some of the things that man is doing to help us overcome this pandemic right now. But in the end, the only one who will uh, bring us through uh, and, and give us victory over whatever we may face is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so with the psalmist this morning, let us declare uh, again from Psalm 1. 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does come my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. From where does my help come? Ask yourself that question this morning. From where does my help come? And let God give you the answer. With God's, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. The next scripture I want to look at, okay, uh, because I believe that uh, Paul's words are relevant uh, to what we're going through, is in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. And you know, uh, uh, preachers sometimes uh, 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 are... concerned about whether the word God has given them is from God or, or, or whether it's just from your own sort of uh, feelings. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just want to share this with you. So, uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I think it was significant for me anyway. Um, I was working on this, and put, and I just put this scripture down uh, to, to refer to and i had my phone by the side of me and every time this you know someone a, a friend on facebook posts something would have it dings so i opened up my facebook page and there was something posted by michelle it was in french but it was as i was putting this into my notes And Michelle posted this scripture in French (laughs) on her Facebook page. I want to tell you, I said, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Amen? Isn't it wonderful how God just brings confirmation to you sometimes in unexpected ways. Anyway, this is a well-known scripture. Uh, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. I like the the, the New Living Translation. uh, 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 As it translates the, the latter part of that verse, it says, Then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything we can understand, is peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise his wonderful name. Thank God for that shield, that covering that we have when we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It is a protection. It is a God over our thoughts, over our emotions, over our mind, over everything that could negatively uh, control us in our lives. Praise God. In Christ, there's peace. In Christ, there's hope this morning. Hallelujah. Praise His wonderful name. As I was looking at that, and of course, uh, one of the uh, significant words is anxious, so I did some searches on, on... on the, the, the word anxious in the Bible and, and I'm going to put another verse up in Chronicles in chapter 1, uh, First Chronicles chapter 28, uh, David was addressing Solomon regarding the building of the temple and he says, take charge, take heart, don't be anxious or get discouraged. God, my God, is with you in this He won't walk off and leave you in the lurch. This is the message translation. He's at your side until every last detail is completed for conducting the worship of God. Wow. Wow. How? This was, as I said, in the context of David's instructions regarding the building of the temple. But you know, I believe it also speaks to us of the heart of God regarding the building of our spiritual house. And it is echoed in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. It says, Then and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not going to ab- abandon us. Like uh, uh, David uh, uh, shared with, 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 with um uh, where am I? I got my notes mixed up here. As David shared with Solomon, he says, "He won't walk off and leave you in the lurch. He's at your side until every last detail is completed." Hallelujah! God is with us. Amen. He's not going to leave us. I will never leave you or forsake you. The word the Lord tells us. So let me encourage you this morning. God is in control. God is in control. Amen? He's in control of our future. He's in control of my future. He's in control of your future. Amen? He's in control of your and my tomorrow. Of your and my next week. Your and my next month, next year. It's in His hands. Amen? Praise his wonderful name. And you know, the song, the, the old song that goes, he's got the whole world in his hands. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. And that whole world includes you and me, down to every detail, the whole world is in his hands. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, that's why I, I, I asked Val to, to uh, bring that song in worship this morning. You know, grander earth has quaked before. <laughs> amen? <laughs> Moved by the sound of his voice. Seas that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. You know, there's been earthquakes before, and I'm not talking about physical earthquakes. There's been spiritual earthquakes before. There have been wars. There have been rumors of wars. There's been diseases and, and, and pandemics before. But I want to tell you this morning. Amen? Seas that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. Oh, praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. And how do we get to that place? It's by keeping our eyes. It's by keeping our eyes on him. Amen. And that latter part of that song, it says, And far be it from me not to believe. Far be it from me not to believe. Even when my eyes cannot see, even when my eyes cannot see, this mountain that's in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea. Oh, praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. So let go of my soul. So let go of my soul and trust in him. Amen. The waves and winds still know his name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Another song came to mind as I was thinking about that, and it's a song that uh, uh, has been made uh, well-known by Andre Crouch, and it says, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times I didn't know right from wrong, but in every situation, God gave blessed consolation that my trials come To only make me strong. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another verse in that song says, I thank God for the mountains. And I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the storms he's brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God can do. Amen? Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. Uh, Now, before I... (coughs) come to the part where I want to talk about, developing a a, a prosperous soul. Um, Let me go back a little bit to to remember I mentioned that uh, Adam's sin not only affected humanity, but it affected nature around and about us. Um, uh, We can be uh, confident this morning that God is going to even deal with that. (laughs) Amen? Okay. The Word of God tells us that not only will there be an end-time reconciliation of man to God, but there will also be a reconciliation of the created realm. Uh, in Colossians chapter 1, it says this. And th- he says, And through him, that is, the Lord Jesus Christ, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Amen. The message puts it this way. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe. People and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a wonderful... A picture that is of God bringing all things back. <clears throat> Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And this morning, I truly believe this morning that as we live and work through this difficult time, this difficult experience, by looking to God for our help, that it is a time that we can grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God's plan through it all. God's plan through it all, even through its difficulties, even through its discouragements, or maybe through its disappointments, God's plan is to see me grow and to develop a prosperous soul. Amen. Right now. Right when I'm going through. Um, Philippians chapter 2 says this, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is at work in our lives right now. Amen? Hallelujah. God doesn't uh, need perfect conditions in the world to work in my life and in your life. He's at work in my life at all times. When I've received the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, He has put His Holy Spirit within me. Amen? that through the work of his Holy Spirit, I will be conformed to the likeness and the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is God that is at work right now in my life and in your life, despite what's going on around us. God is here to see my faith grow, to see the depth of my relationship with him grow, to see my enjoyment of his word to grow to see my prayer life grow, to see me living a greater overcoming life, and to see me having more peace in my life. God is at work in my life, causing all these to be made manifest uh, in my life. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good plan for my life. That sounds like a good plan for my life. Okay? The circumstances that that from a human perspective uh, should shatter my peace... And cause me to worry and create anxiety and bring me to a place of defeat. Those circumstances, God intends that they are overcome and defeated by the power of the indwelling Spirit of God in my life. Amen. Let me repeat that. The circumstances that from a human perspective should shatter my peace, cause me to worry and create anxiety... And bring me to a place of defeat. Those circumstances are the very circumstances that God intends. That we overcome and be defeated by the power of God's indwelling spirit within me. Hallelujah. Ah, What a wonderful promise of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I can find that peace that Jesus reminded us of. Jesus said, my peace I give you. And it's not the peace that this world gives you, but there's the peace that he gives and that no man can take away. And everything that we've considered up to now is because God wants what we are going through to produce in us a more prosperous soul. From a human perspective, it may seem a, a, a paradox to have to suffer to achieve that end. But we have this assurance in the word of God, Romans chapter 8, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And as we look to and find in him that spiritual strength and fortitude to cope with (coughs) and overcome whatever our circumstances are, our spiritual prosperity will grow. Oh, praise his wonderful name. So I want to encourage everyone this morning to take hold of this, to make this a priority, to take advantage of the circumstances, to prove God's promises are yes and amen to those who believe. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. It's important that we stand in prayer against the devourer. And we will, and we will see our uh, prayers answered. Yes, we will witness and testify to the world that what we see around us is a testimony to the fact that the end is near and Jesus is coming back. But this morning, I want to encourage you, don't let that be uh, your only focus. Be determined that you will not be robbed of the greater work that God wants to do and can accomplish in your life through this time of testing and trials. Let me expand a little on the importance of of having a healthy soul this morning. just put the scripture, this next slide up. Coming back to our opening scripture, uh, the challenge of Jesus, what will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Ecclesiastes puts it this way, if a man begats a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with goodness, or indeed he has no burial, I say that a stillborn child is better than he. Wow. Wow. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The peril of an empty soul is clear. It's clear from the word of God that it's vain to put out trust in the things of the world and carnal pleasures. And as Christians who have been born again by God's Spirit, it is foolish to trust in the empty things of this life. In order to be truly satisfied in this life, we must invest our lives in those things that have eternal value rather than those things that are of temporal value. Look at some scriptures in Isaiah chapter 55. It says, why do you spend money? for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline you here and come to me here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David and uh, (coughs) Jesus uh, again in Luke (coughs) chapter 12 says this. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. See, it is God's deepest desire for each of us to experience God meeting our deepest needs. He does that with a spiritual fullness that flows from his very being. His desire is to bring us into a place of spiritual fullness this morning or (coughs) as we've Noticed, are having a prosperous soul. Psalm 36 says this, they are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. Earlier on, we asked the question, what is it that I will have that determines from a spiritual perspective whether my soul is prosperous? Whether I am rich, whether I'm flourishing, thriving, abounding. Now we've already listed some. We're talking about his love, his grace, his mercy, his power, his peace, his deliverance, his keeping power, his provision, and so on. Being an essential part of our being and uh, which enrich our souls. Another way to describe it is fullness when we think of spiritual fullness, I think of being abundantly satisfied in each of these areas. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen? Hallelujah. And so these are the areas that are important uh, uh, to my life, both spiritually and naturally. And God wants us to open up our lives, to reach out and receive the fullness in our lives of the prosperity of the soul. And so... Let's quickly look at how do we go about receiving this fullness in our lives. How do we go about developing a prosperous soul? First of all, we just go through these few slides quickly. First of all, we, we need to develop a thirst for and seek for more of God in our lives. O God, you are my God, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my soul flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Praise God for that this morning. Develop a thirst for and seek for more of God in your life. Secondly, develop praying in the spirit. And this is something that maybe, um, well, we've... we talk about praying, you know, a prayer life. But there is an aspect of prayer which goes beyond just asking from our own thoughts and our own mind. There is an aspect where the Holy Spirit can help us pray, <laughs> and um, it's. <clears throat> Found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we do not know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. there is a deeper realm of prayer that we need to enter into in our uh, uh, coming before God. Thirdly, have a hunger for and spend time with God in his word. There's something wrong in our spiritual lives if we don't have that desire to uh, seek God in his word. We need the word of God. The psalmist says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. We need God's word uh, uh, if we are to navigate ourselves through life and and, and if we need... uh, as we seek to know God's leading and guidance in our lives and seek God's will in life we need to know the word of God Yes, we need to prioritize the spirit the spiritual be spiritually minded and that means recognizing that there's more than natural the natural isn't there's more than being blessed by God in the natural we need to recognize that the spiritual comes first and the natural comes second. <laughs> Walk in humility and repentance. And so much is happening in these days in, in, in Christian realms. And so much, I, be, I believe, and I, I've mentioned this in previous messages, so much of what we, we see and hear uh, uh, in, in, in Christian media, etc., that is being expressed from... Uh, um, an attitude of arrogance rather than from humility. And we need, we, need, we need to be humble before God. We need to recognize, okay, that he is God. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And that uh, uh, even with all our giftings and our talents, in the end, without God's anointing upon all those things, it is of no avail. We need to walk in humility And we need to be ready when uh, necessary to admit and and recognize that we have failed before God and come to him for repentance so that he might heal us and and make us whole. Amen? And finally, we need to learn to rest in God. We need to learn to rest in God. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know... um, let me just get something as, I, as, uh, as we were singing that hymn okay, uh, this morning, okay, about blessed assurance. Amen. Perfect submission. All is at rest. Hallelujah. I, in my Savior, am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. Hallelujah. Perfect submission. Hallelujah. Learn how to rest in God. I'm taking up that word. Resting in God means surrendering to his. The fact that he is in charge of all things. He knows all things. He is over all things. Surrendering to the fact that we need God. <laughs> And that we can't do these things ourselves when we surrender to who god is and what he wants to be in our lives amen that becomes a place of rest a place of peace this i i i venture to say this morning that that is one of the hardest things as uh, human beings that we find to do we are always are seeking to have control over things in our lives we're all Always seeking to uh, know w- w- what the future is. But there comes a point in time when we have to surrender to him and to know the fact that he is working out all things to the praise and the glory of his name. Amen? Amen? And so I want to encourage you this morning to make that effort to put it as a priority in your life that God would come and you come before God and, and, and surrender before God so that he can give you that fullness, that prosperity in your soul, that no matter what is going on around and about you, amen? We are at peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We just want to remind you all for the week to come that we do have small group